ramblings of the Mike Man with Adrian Jackson. Good afternoon and welcome to the ramblings of the Mike Man. Singular. Yes, singular, because I don't have uh, my old experimental sparring partner, Mark Lloyd, with me, as I have relocated to sunny, well, not so sunny Suffolk at the moment. Uh, I'm now in Lowestoft in Suffolk. Um, if you listened to the previous podcast, you would have known that I was relocating due to the fact that I wanted to change my career and train to become a counsellor, which is now what I am pursuing. Uh, the road is going to be quite long, but it's one that I am well up for. So without further ado, hello again. My name is Adrian Jackson and I am the rambling mic man. So I've um, got lots of stuff to get through, lots of stuff that I want to tell you. Um, and I can't really think of a much better place than talking about where I am now. Um, first and foremost, I am located in my father's study. And uh, being in Lowestoft has been a bit of a change for me. Um, I'd heard that it was kind of, you know, a more chilled out kind of place. And uh, I've been up here a few times, but uh, the more time I've spent up here, um, I've realised that this is actually true. So this made me start to think about um, you know, what were the pros and cons of moving? Um, so I sat down, umming and ahhing, something that I do a lot, and I compile a list, maybe two or three things that was good, two or three things that were bad. So let's get my, my uh, paperwork in front of me here. This is uh, Suffolk's difference to South London, or if you will, uh, Lowestoft versus Bexley, uh, if you imagine it was kind of like a sparring match. So the good. I was going to, you know, try and find a piece of music for that, but then I just kind of realised, hey, I just need to be getting on with it. So the good of Lowestoft or Suffolk. So number one, pace of life is definitely slower up here. So uh, if you've lived in South London, London, East London, any part of London for the majority of your life, like I had, um, you'll know that there is uh, a lot of hustle and bustle, a lot of chaos. Um, and, you know, London is the transient playground of the psychopath. So um, something that I definitely noticed probably after my first week up is it feels a lot slower. Um, time seems to go by that little bit slower, which is nice. But when you're as chaotic and as crazy as me, um, then uh, sometimes that's not so good. But overall, that's a good thing. OK, so number two. People seem friendlier uh, up in this part of the country um, compared to, you know, fragmented London. Uh, people genuinely seem like they want to stop and have a chat with you. Uh, you can go into a pub, you can start talking to people. And I think that there's maybe more of a community spirit uh, up in this part of the country opposed to London. Uh, London used to have lots of community spirit, uh, but it's been fragmented. Um, of late, uh, and I think anyone that listens to this podcast who lives in London will know what I'm uh, what I'm talking about. Unless you're fortunate enough to live in a part of London where there's good community. Okay, uh, number three, um, the coast is a short walk away from where I live, so that's a bonus. Now you know, granted, it's not the blue oceans uh, of the Seychelles or the Maldives, you know, all that kind of stuff, but um, it's quite pleasant. To, you know, 15 minute walk. And I'm at the coast and on a lovely sunny day it's really quite pleasant so that clearly is a bonus um, and number four um, there's lots of countryside nearby 
So if you just want to kind of get out uh, of the of the town, there's lots of nice kind of like quaint little fishing villages. Uh, I wouldn't say so much ports, but uh, there's some really nice kind of like um, places by water. You can sit down, and have a coffee, and kind of like the further you go out, it's just countryside after countryside after countryside. So um, that's quite nice, and the air is quite fresh up here. Um, and quite often I felt quite dizzy. So yeah, they are the good points. Okay, so what are the bad points? The bad points. Don't know why I felt the need to do that. So number one, uh, opportunities of work are definitely reduced, but I was expecting this. The, the good news on that um, is that um, it is now Monday the 30th. It's gonna check that because I didn't write that down. Yeah, Monday the 30th, so I've been up here three weeks. And at the end of my first week, I applied for three jobs. One job I didn't expect to hear back from, uh, two jobs I wasn't sure. Uh, the two jobs that I wasn't sure about, I heard back from, and I had interviews uh, almost two weeks ago, and uh, I'm still waiting to hear back from them, which is quite frustrating. Uh, as we said, slower pace of life, but I am still in the running, so I will update you on that. But yes, uh, opportunities to work, they definitely are reduced. But um, this used to be a fishing village, um, that's kind of reduced. There is a lot of investment uh, being put into Lowestoft with offshore wind, which is great, but whether or not I can get into that, uh, I don't know. Okay, so number two, uh, the gene pool has definitely suffered, and uh, there are some people that look like they've uh, passed on some interesting character traits. Maybe we should say no more, but um, there was definitely some of this going on in uh, the part of South London where I was from. I won't actually say the town, but um, there are some definite, well, how can I put it? People look knackered, uh, but I wouldn't say this is everybody in Lowestoft or Suffolk in general. Maybe it says Lowestoft, people look knackered. And I was in a pub last night and uh, I was talking to a couple of people that I've kind of got to know. And there's this one guy, he's very kind of like belligerent, obstinate. I think he um, seems quite angry all of the time. And I said to him, you know, where can I go and meet people? Like, where can I get to know people? And anyway, long story short, um, he said to me, you know what? He said, uh, you know, Lowestoft is like the toilet of, you know, the country. And he said, and the swell that goes, you know, around in the toilet when you flush the toilet, that's Lowestoft. Which I thought was quite harsh because there are some really nice parts of Lowestoft. And um, I think that maybe uh, he was just generally just an angry person. So I'll ignore him. Okay, and um, thirdly, um, and this is just an observation. Uh, I don't know if there's any statistical data to back this up. Maybe I'll check that later on. But it seems to me that part of the population seem to be uh, smoking copious amounts of weed and uh, are very casual and open about it. Um, I was talking in a bar or, or a pub the other day to a number of people that used to say that they was always you know, smoking it back in the day, but they don't smoke it so much now. Every so often when you walk around, you get a kind of smell of it. Uh, my father's even told me that there was a place where there was a well-known kind of area where they were growing it. And uh, there was even people just kind of strolling down the road, smoking it, standing outside a well-known supermarket chain, smoking it. And it kind of made me feel uncomfortable because considering that I've come from uh, London, I never thought it was ever that bad. It seems worse. So um, maybe it's kind of like a hang up of things that was happening here before. I don't know. And uh, another interesting thing is that um, I've been approached by two or three people um, I don't know if they're homeless, but they're asking me for change. Now, I used to work uh, for Network Rail. I used to work at London Euston, and you used to 
you know, get quite used to seeing homeless guys outside the station who are all lovely, but were always after a bit of change. And you kind of got used to that. But when you're kind of down, you know, the, uh, the on the front of the, you know, near the coast and people approaching you asking you for change, it kind of like, you know, mate, leave me alone. So I'm not quite sure what that's about. I don't know if there's a uh, quite a large homeless population in Lowestoft. It's, uh, you know, I've only been here three weeks. But um, yeah, so that is the good and the bad of Lowestoft uh, versus Bexley. Um, so yeah, um, take what you will from that. But uh, we will be back straight after this. <coughs> Got a cough? Sore throat? Pounding headache? or suffering from hot jets of warm diarrhoea? Have you got blood in your stalls? Numb limbs? Skin discoloration? Unusual lumps or bumps? Or odd bouts of dizziness? Why not try all-in-one Doctanian cough syrup? All-in-one and, and one, one for all. all! Side effects may include medieval fencing, bowel perforation, constipation or death. Ramblings of the Mic Man with Adrian Jackson. Hello there and welcome back to the ramblings of the Mike Man with me, Adrian Jackson. Now, um, I just wanted to briefly talk about a bit of TV that I've been watching, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, since I've been up here. Uh, most of it actually occurred over the last couple of days because I've been far too busy doing other important things such as playing uh, Assassin's Creed Syndicate and Rise of the Tomb Raider. But uh, yeah, I caught uh, the new episode of Top Gear. Um, obviously, those of you that have been living under a rock for the majority of your life will know that... Uh, the uh, amazing threesome that was uh, Richard Hammond, James May and uh, Jeremy Clarkson, um, or maybe I should have said that round the other way, left Top Gear after um, there was a huge Ferrari about Jeremy Clarkson uh, smacking that guy in the face after he didn't get his food. And uh, they kind of uh, rehashed Top Gear. And uh, the main presenters are Chris Evans and Matt LeBlanc of Friends fame. And uh, I watched it this morning, so uh, Sunday the 30th of uh, May. And uh, I thought it was okay. Um, my dad uh, thought it was okay too. We kind of watched it together. And uh, it was kind of more of the same, I guess, than what, as to what we've had before. But I think we need to give them a little bit of time. I think Chris Evans kind of needs to get his head around the kind of show he's presenting, trying not to be too much like Jeremy Clarkson. And I thought Matt LeBlanc did actually uh, quite well. I thought it was okay. So we will see where that goes. But I'd say give it a chance. Let's see where it goes for the rest of the season. And uh, another interesting show, which I thought was, uh, well, it was a documentary actually, as opposed to a show, it was a documentary on the BBC called The Last Whites of the East End. And uh, I thought that it sounded quite interesting just because of the name of the title. And straight away I thought, you know, there'd be people going, oh, you know, you put Last Whites of the East End, this is racist. But it's clearly not a racist documentary in any way. It's just looking... Uh, at how I suppose communities or cultures have differed and one of the ways that I was looking at this documentary and viewing it uh, for example is to imagine um, in New York we had the Italian American community uh, kind of living down in Hell's Kitchen I think Lower Manhattan all around kind of like Little Italy which they took over Chinatown but 
mostly little Italy. And um, obviously they're slowly but surely getting kind of uh, moved out because of the Chinese population and just how they moved in, uh, another community uh, comes in and replaces them. I hope that makes sense. So yeah, it's called Last Flight to the East End and uh, I was flicking through the internet this morning and I came across an article that was written by The Guardian. Let me just find the person's name who wrote the article Ewan Ferguson which he published yesterday and he was just commenting on the last whites of the East End so I'm just going to read you Mr Ferguson's piece in the paper best documentary of the week was Kelly Close's last whites of the East End somehow within highly thrilled parameters a certain paper torn online between its distaste for both immigrants and the BBC chose the line of genius, which was to quote Twitter accusing the BBC of racism the result was some surprisingly subtle testimony it's hard to think of anyone apart from those Mr Corbyn himself regards as dangerously lefty extremists taking offence at comments such as we've always been a country where immigration's played a part but not to this extent or I'd just like to know where my local pub is. Newham has been an unvolunteered guinea pig for an ongoing experiment in multiculturalism and what emerged resoundingly was that while most people are utterly inured to differences of skins three-year-olds in particular, it is differences of religions that are provoking the blockage, except for three-year-olds, until they become civilised uh, civilized enough to learn the difference uh, between religion. And basically that, what he was commenting on there was that there was um, lots of talk about the young people in the community and about how young people don't see religion, but it's obviously people of a certain age, you know, like older people or teenagers or early 20s that start to become kind of... Um, disillusion with the community and you know watching this documentary it really touched me it was kind of like a community that had existed there for a very long period of time and slowly but surely uh, people were moving out because they felt uncomfortable they were claiming that you know crime had gone up where I'm sure the East End had always been an area which had had crime you just have to mention the word craze and people will you know remember images of violence and that kind of stuff but you know all this kind of we looked after our own and there was no trouble here I'm sure there was and I'm sure that you know crime then against crime now was very similar albeit in a different measured way if that makes sense but uh, what, I, what I took away from the documentary was um, I suppose a loss of community and how people are trying to hold on to maybe uh, a nostalgic view of the East End. But at the same point, many of the East Enders were moving over to Essex, which isn't really uh, uh, too far for them to go. So really, the East End community is just relocating into Essex, whilst I suppose um, a large um, Asian or a Muslim uh, population are moving into the East End and replacing... Um, what wasn't uh, an old community with a new community. And I'm sure in another 100, 100, 120 years, this kind of debate will be having, uh, will be having, uh, will be held again, but with those different communities. <clears throat> but hey, you know, just thought I'd give you my uh, my take on that. So yeah, so um, leave your comments uh, in the box below if you're listening. What did you think of Top Gear? Uh, do you think it's going to survive? And also, what did you make of Last Whites of the East End? If you haven't seen them, obviously they're both available on BBC iPlayer. Um, I'm not getting paid to promote the BBC. These things were just on the BBC. So, without further ado, I have got a new segment of the show coming up in a second. And it's called Tip of the Week. And the Tip of the Week will be given to you by my dad. Oh, how I miss Barry. Me and Barry always used to sit on the seawall eating our fish and chips. 
Barry loved his chips, and he kept eating chips, and he kept on and on and on. Then one day he had a coronary, and now he's gone. Poor Barry. Don't eat chips. Ramblings of the Mike Man with Adrian Jackson. Tip of the day by the man who knows everything. My father. Of course I know everything. I bloody made you, didn't I? Okay, so welcome to Tip of the Day. So without further ado, over to my father for Tip of the Day. Good afternoon. Well, I've been asked to come up with a tip of the day and the only one I could come up with that would make any sense is the fact that everybody forgets that the best thing to sit on is a chair. The reason for that is the chair is designed for you to sit on. Anything else would not be satisfactory. Thank you very much. That was a tip of the day. Tip of the day by the man who knows everything. My father. Of course I know everything. I bloody made you, didn't I? So there you have it. Tip of the day. So thank you very much, Dad. Uh, very helpful. Uh, I'm not sure how helpful that tip was to all of you out there listening to this podcast, but I suppose there is a logic to it. But uh quite like it because it's a bit weird as well. But I'm sure, as this is a new segment, my father will come up with better, more interesting tips of the day. So we will see. Interestingly, there was a uh, quite a funny incident uh, in my household uh, just the other day. My mother sent my father out to um, get some bits from the shop as she would call them and she said oh you know I want uh, x y and z and uh, we need some tea bags and um, now I'm quite a frugal person myself but um, you know I don't mind spending on a bit of quality but my dad sometimes a little bit more frugal than most so he come back and he said I've got the tea bags darling to me mum and she's like yeah, let me see them and he holds them up he said 69p tea bags they were kind of like almost imagine quick save tea bags if anyone remembers what quicksave was um, and they looked dodgy you know almost like you know like what could be in them I remember uh, a long time ago there used to be a cigarette brand I don't know if uh, they're available now and they were called sovereigns they used to be in a black box with kind of like silver kind of uh, uh, writing all over them and um, I remember that people used to say that they used to sweep up all of the uh, tobacco that fell on the floor at the Benson and Hedges factory because I think that they were a byproduct of Benson and Hedges. If I'm wrong, I apologise. And uh, they said that they used to get all the the sweepings up and all the bits of tobacco that had fallen on the floor, and they used to put those into Sovereign, which always used to make me laugh. So I picked up the tea bag this morning and I had a look at them and I was like, man, they look dodgy. They look exactly like byproducts of other good tea, all swept up with dust and all that kind of stuff. And I thought I need to ask my mum about the experience she had when she had one of these cups of tea and she was not happy let me tell you that so without further ado i'm now going to get my mum to tell you about her experience with the tea bags okay so i've just got my mum with me uh here in the study what would you just stand then 
It smells like old farts. That's lo- <laughs> oh, lovely. She just walked in here and just said to me, oh, it smells of old farts in here. So that's really pleasant, isn't it? So I've just got the uh, the box of tea bags. Um, Euro shopper. So that would already put me off. And uh, on the top of it, there's a yellow band. So 69p. Tea bags, 80 of them. Now, on the side, just do your standard instructions. Warm the teapot and use one tea bag per person. All that kind of stuff. Um, you weren't impressed with these, these dirty old tea bags, were you? <laughs> totally disgusting. Don't ever buy them. Because... <laughs> Dad came back with these and he thought he'd done good here, didn't he? He thought yeah. he'd done well, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he got a real bargain. And tell me, what. so you were making one this morning, was it this morning? No, yesterday. Yeah, so just tell us about it. Made a cup of tea with them yesterday and yeah. they are totally disgusting. They didn't even look like tea. What do you mean they didn't look like Very tea? Very pale, sort of beigey, muddy, sort of dirty colour. Well, that isn't, isn't that a normal tea, or could you tell it was like different? Yeah, you can tell. Straight away, you could tell. It says, it says, warm the teapot and use one tea bag per person. Did you need yeah. more? You would need more. Yeah? And when you drink the tea, it's just, oh, it's just totally disgusting. You couldn't even drink it. And what do you think about this picture? Do you think that that's, does that shout out, I'm a dirty, cheap tea bag? Yeah, yeah. yeah? I wouldn't buy them. So tell people what ones, do not buy. Do not buy Euro Shopper. 80 tea bags for 69p. They are totally disgusting. Okay, so you got it uh, from my mother's mouth. Thank you very much, Mum. So there you go. Don't buy those tea bags. And to be totally honest, I don't know what my dad was doing. Um, you know, when you're buying a tea bag that is less than a penny, um, I really think you have to start questioning if they're going to be a good tea bag. You know, 80 tea bags for 69p. Come on. But. Um, we are drawing to the close of the show. Um, it's been great to get back to doing the podcast. Um, I realise it might be a little shorter than my normal ones, but um, that's because content-wise, I haven't had as much um, this time around. There's plenty to talk about, but I've been so busy, um, I just haven't had time to prepare. So, thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoy the content. Please comment. Any feedback is is, uh, much appreciated. Um, I'm always interested in uh, things that you guys uh, want me to talk about. So, yeah, anything like that, please drop me a comment below. Thanks very much for listening. Mr. Adrian Jackson is out. See you later. Ramblings of the Mic Man with Adrian Jackson. Oh, it's too hot, it's too hot. Oh, it's too hot. Ah.